You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what is new and innovative in education. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm excited to bring you an episode featuring a story about Eagle Rock School, a residential high school for young people that haven't been successful in other environments. Located on a square mile of mountain wilderness in Estes Park, Colorado, Eagle Rock is supported by American Honda. In 1995, Dan Condon was an intern at the Innovative New School. Today, he leads a professional development center that shares lessons from the Eagle Rock model with educators nationwide. Let's listen in as he describes the sustained engagement that makes Eagle Rock so special. Dan Condon, welcome to the Getting Smart Podcast. Um, Happy to have you here at Eagle Rock. How did a kid from Wisconsin get here? Yeah, I was um, I was in the first year of AmeriCorps, nineteen ninety four, uh, a few years ago. Um, was not sure what I wanted. You went to, to do. Marquette. Went to Marquette. Did you think you wanted to be a teacher at Marquette? What'd you study no. there? Leadership and organization. Wow. Businessy stuff. Found this nonprofit, uh, new startup nonprofit called Public Allies. For first year of AmeriCorps. Uh, grant-funded program, was teaching uh, health education at a Central City Boys and Girls Club, coming up on the end of my um, term of service. Like, oh, I got to figure out what's next. Happened upon um, some information about this place called Eagle Rock School and Professional Development Center. Saw they had an internship, applied. Um, and luckily found myself here. That's in the, amazing. And it, yeah. at, at that point, it was only a couple years old. A couple years old. Yep. Beginning of year three is when I when I showed up. And and so for most of the last 25 years, you've been here. Yeah. So um, completed that one-year internship, went back to Milwaukee, was on staff uh, with Public Allies Milwaukee directing their education and training for uh, young leaders in Milwaukee. And then all the while, um, wanted to try to figure out how to claw my way back to Eagle Rock and uh, founded the Public Allies Teacher Fellowship Program that's been running here since 02 under the auspices of Eagle Rock's Professional Development Center. So we um, recruit and train um, emerging educators. They're here for a year learning our practices in youth development and education. Uh, many of them earn their teacher license and then ideally go out and spread the good word of the progressive uh, style of education that's going on at Igora. So let's come back and talk about the PD that you lead, but let's um, tell people about Eagle Rock. Um, who goes to school here and what, what is, uh, what's the learner experience like? Yeah, so uh, Eagle Rock is a corporate social responsibility initiative of the American Honda Motor Company. In the late 80s, they were interested in giving back to the United States. They'd been in the States for 25 years. They found two gentlemen um, within the corporation, asked them to go on a listening tour of uh, folks in the country to come back with recommendations about where their time, money, and resources could be well spent. Um, And surprise, surprise, the challenging state of public education came back as a resounding cry for, hey, let's let's put some energy into this. It could have been about save the whales or get plastic out of the oceans. But uh, education, um, in particular, secondary uh, education 
uh, came back as the recommendation. So um, our, we are a high school for young people who were not thriving in whatever situation they found themselves in. I kind of see that as a continuum from a kiddo who's brilliant, who is not in a school uh, that is speaking um, to their learning style, um, to the other end of the continuum, a young person who uh, is is having to uh, navigate situations that makes high school tough as a top priority, right? So um, addictions, gang involvement, homelessness, uh, and then anything in between. So I'd say the, the profile is something wasn't working. Uh, a young person recognized that they want to finish their high school education. Um, and then uh, we're pretty intentionally diverse in in the young people we're bringing. Yeah, you were saying there's about a third that are urban, rural, suburban, racially diverse. Yep, and we have that luxury because we're independent. Probably geographically diverse, are they from? Yeah, coast to coast. All Uh, US? US, yeah. And there's about 72? Capacity for 72 students. Live here. You got it. Uh, Tuition free, so we're, it's probably also important to note we're interested in working with families who do not have resources over those who might be able to afford some type of boarding or residential experience. And students spend at least two years here? A minimum of two years. So I'd say a common feature is um, overage, undercredited. We don't have grades in terms of freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors nor do we um, track grades like A's, B's, C's, D's, F's. So it's really, it's competency-based. How would you describe the academic program? Yeah, I'd say some signatures are interdisciplinary, concept-based, project-based, place-based. You know, anything we can do to re-engage a young person um, in their education is what we're trying to do. So building a community of learners, I think that that is something we're trying to do here. Uh, and because we're residential, uh, it's a heck of a lot easier just with access right. to our young people who are here and year round. Tell me about your advisory program. Yep. So once a, once a week, uh, so students live in one of six student houses. And once a week, we're meeting with those students in an advisory program. Uh, split by staff and students. So it's a mix of personal and um, academic advising along with our uh, school counselor. uh, We're responsible in shepherding that student um, to graduation. But there's also, because it's a residential program, there's a lot of there's a lot of advisory that happens. There's live. a lot of a, there's a In lot of time. shoulder by shoulder, yeah. you know, shoulder to shoulder advising that happens. We're in touch with the parents or sponsors of those young people. Uh, hey, why were why weren't you at class last Tuesday? Yeah, things like that. Yeah, another cool signature experience uh, is the what what they do first when they get here in that first trimester. Yep, you got it. So. As part of uh, every new student's experience, our our new student orientation program is roughly a 25-day Outward Bound-esque or Knowles-esque course where students um, are out in the woods, either the Gila National Forest or Superstition Mountains. Um, And we're using that as a vehicle 
to onboard students to um, our philosophy, our values, themes, um, commitments. Uh, and it's a pretty powerful experience. There was a documentary done a couple years ago on that. You can find it on Amazon Prime. It's called All Who Dare. I imagine you, you have a bunch of kids that are not experienced yeah. campers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I think. Although I think that for many, the toughest part of that course is not the, the mountaineering or hiking. Yeah. It's probably the interpersonal, um, <laughs> the interpersonal communication and all that wonderful experience that they get to practice being yeah. with other people. Uh, we got a quick tour of the campus and saw lots of opportunity for expression in the arts. Yep. Why is that important? Um, I think for many of our students from uh, schools and districts, they were coming from uh, under-resourced. Uh, many of those schools, those are the first programs cut. So the founding team here at Eagle Rock thought that uh, the arts would be a focal point and would be accessible to young people who maybe didn't have that experience wherever they were coming from. How and when do students graduate here? Uh, so students graduate when they're ready. So they all operate on uh, an individualized learning plan. There's no scope or sequence. All students are on their own path to graduation. There's no uh, timeline. Minimum of two years is we want students for at least that long. We think it takes that long for uh, character development and uh, personal growth to take hold. So they petition to graduate? Oh, yeah. Or they... Yeah, so when they're coming up on um, completing their individualized learning plan, so meeting all of those competencies, uh, they will apply uh, right. to graduate. And that's in collaboration with their advisor and their school counselor. You're yeah. organized into trimesters? Trimesters. Uh, they're here for 13 weeks uh, at a time. And the courses that are offered are kind of a mixture of tried and true and yep. stuff the faculty's interested in. Yeah, you got it. So um, we organize our curriculum around uh, five expectations, uh, developing and extended, expanding knowledge base, communicating effectively, creating and making healthy life choices, etc. And so um, courses uh, are met to have an enduring understanding and learning targets uh, to show, a, to show mastery in those expectations rather than in a siloed discipline or content area. How much voice and choice do young people have here in terms of what they study yeah. or at least how they present what they learn? I think they have more voice and choice than would make a typical educator comfortable. <laughs> and, that's, well, and that's what we're going for. We think... Uh, it's worth the discomfort to allow a young person to feel like they um, run and own a place. So sitting in on staff meetings and being part of disciplinary committees and um, hiring staff and co-teaching classes, um, you know, real, real life skills that we expect uh, yeah. They're able to put into action immediately rather than after college, which I think is 
what society has right. typically told folks when they're supposed to enact change. So you guys have learned a lot running this place. I want to shift gears now and talk about how you're sharing that with the world. So let's talk about the professional learning practice that you run. Sure. Uh, what do you do and, and who do you work with? Yep. So our professional development center is a small team. Um, we work in concert with students and staff here, but that, that dedicated staff team primarily supports uh, clients coast to coast on what we kind of perceive as school change consulting. So it's nothing's packaged. A school has an aspiration and we help them uh, set forth a plan to um, we set forth a plan to meet outcomes. So we like things like improvement science, design thinking, uh, school reform initiative protocols, uh, things to keep uh, schools in action. Uh, yeah. So some clients include uh, we're working with uh, the leadership network schools in Albuquerque. I'm working yeah. with. Um, we work with Big Picture Learning nationally. Uh, on the East Coast, we're working with Fannie Lou Hamer uh, in the Bronx. Um, yeah, we're all we're all over the place. Do you work with any big traditional public schools that are trying to embrace some of the progressive practices? Yeah, you know, it, it's great because we're fully funded. Um, and our consulting is pro bono. We have the autonomy to choose to work with who we choose to work with. Um, and I think as long as a school has an aspiration that we can get behind, we're, we'd be willing to work with them. You know, we, we wouldn't work with someone who's, you know, interested in like refining their disciplinary measures, you know, unless it's like about restorative practices or something that, that we're behind, I'd say progressive, progressive models. Are you, um, I guess you've, you've been at this, um, for quite a while in terms of both running a school and professional development. Are you, are you encouraged by what you see happening in America and, and more broadly, are you seeing people, adopting more of the practices that, that you've honed here at Eagle Rock? Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm really encouraged. We have to be encouraged, right, in the current state of w what's going on in our country. But I'm really encouraged with um, schools and learning communities that have figured out that uh, learners should be at the center. Control isn't the way to go. Yeah. To be learner-centered and allow... like that idea is really gained traction in the last two or three years? I think so. I mean, I think that's, I think uh, students need to um, be in the driver's seat in order for change to occur, for meaningful change to occur. And so organizations, you know, like Getting Smart, Ed Reimagined, Expeditionary Learning Schools, Big Picture Learning, I feel like they, they're they've tapped into that. And I think um, they're seeing success in moving the needle. I imagine you have a lot of people that 
that not only want to work with you from a PD standpoint, but want to come here and visit and see and feel what a learner-centered environment yep. is like? I think we're, um, we're tapping into um, pivoting to have more of our professional development um, offerings, m- more uh, integrating students here at Eagle Rock. So I think we're looking at um, offering more shadowing opportunities, uh, kind of blending that with what we have found powerful with our consulting model. But there, yeah. there is something here that um, students have to offer rather than just having an adult. Um, yeah, it's kind of a win-win because it, um, it's, a, it's a neat experience for the educators that you serve, but it's a, it's a great leadership experience for your learners. Yeah. And it's a, there are uglier places to visit. Yeah. So it's pretty, right. yeah, it's pretty, I, I, there's something about, um, the mountain environment that, uh, is another component to, I think what's making things work here. Yeah. But the, I mean, the magical thing is this is a great place to go to school and to work, but yeah. you can do this work, um, anywhere. And you, you and I both get to see schools yeah. in the toughest conditions in America yep. that are putting kids at the center and building powerful relationships and yep. helping culture and relationships. Do, yeah. It's all about culture and relationships. Regardless of environment. But folks probably should come visit us here in Estes Park. But they should visit you in yeah. Estes Park. That's why we're here. <laughs> Thanks for your time. We appreciate Absolutely. the uh, visit. We appreciate the work that you guys are doing here at Eagle Rock. It's always good seeing you. A big thanks to Dan for giving Tom a great tour during a break between trimesters. We appreciate his national leadership on community-connected, project-based learning. And thank you listeners for tuning in for today's episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and while you're there, leave us a rating. We love seeing your feedback on the episodes, and it helps us continue to bring you more great interviews. Oh, and if you want to learn more about all things innovations and learning, professional development, and so much more, be sure to head over to our blog, gettingsmart.com, for a wide array of resources. For the Getting Smart Podcast, this is Jessica, signing off.